right. This week's going to be a little different from last week, man. We're going to have some uh, some high energy right now. I'm excited. Are you excited, man? I, I, I'm stoked, but, but I want to start off first. I want to get real serious right now, okay? Oh, we're getting serious. I want to, I want to ask everyone listening right now, what does PP, what does Popeye, what does Harry Potter mean to you guys? Because today we are about to have one of the most fun episodes uh, I think we've had yet. We, we learn a lot. I'm not going to lie. I learned a, uh, a hell of a ton. Game of Roses is our special guest. You guys are going to love this. Um, I think you guys are going to learn a lot. Well, you guys probably already know everything. If you're, I'm sure all of you are Game of Roses fans. We're going to learn a lot. Yeah, and you're going to probably enjoy watching us uh, embarrass ourselves and learn along. So, Speaking of embarrassing ourselves, let's figure out how about people put on our Instagram page which name of yours they like most. PP, Pie Pie. Pop, it's one? Popeye. Popeye. I like, or uh, I, I think Popeye. I don't. I don't know if I'm a big Harry Key, Potter Key fan. Harry Potter. I get it. Scar. It's, it's we'll just call you little PP. We'll call you little PP. That's little, not not a little PP. It's so cute, little PP. <laughs> what did you say? PP. Yeah, that's not what the windmill said. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least I got a nickname. All right. So what does that say about you? Hey, uh, you know what? You know. I'm dusty. What was your rose quotient again? You know what? Whatever. Anyways, let's get after it, guys. <laughs> that, that's right. A- that's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> Forget you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my rose quotient all the way to the finish line. So, guys, stay tuned. Uh, you guys are going to enjoy this. Right, we we got we got Lizzie, we got Chad. We had some technical difficulties, but nothing was going to stop us from <laughs> playing us. our first round of Game of Roses. Uh, Lizzie and Chad, thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you for having we us. Thank you enough. Yeah, <laughs> we are humbled. We are honored. Uh, we, as some of you may know, kind of break down The Bachelor like a sport, like a game, into its finer statistical categories, into all the moving parts that make it up that make us all love this game. And uh, you'll get a sense kind of how we break that apart as we're going to go through your guys' rookie season, which was season 15, Hannah Brown's season. That's where you both met. That's where you both had some amazing plays. And because we kind of treat our show like the sports center of the Bachelor world, I don't know if you guys remember Chris Berman, who was a very noted sports caster. One of his big things was he had a nickname for like every player of every sport. We do that on our show too. And oh God, Pilot, Pete, you have given us like a hundred nicknames. Oh, no. yes. <laughs> uh, it's not a good thing. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. It started with just your Instagram handle because that's kind of what we call all players by their Instagram handles. Yours is Pilot Pete. Right. That became PP. That became. Pee-pee. Popeye, and then eventually we were even calling you Harry Potter when you had the mishap with the glass uh, and gave yourself that. a scar on the forehead. <laughs> but these are all terms of endearment, and we cannot thank you enough for uh, all the entertainment that you have given us. And Dustin, we always yes. just called you Dustin. But we know something better than here. You know, yeah, uh, yeah we got Dusty. You well, prefer Dusty? <laughs> uh, you guys call me whatever. Yeah, it's all good. If you want to add a little razzle dazzle. Call me Dusty. Yeah. Hey, you, right. want, you want to be my the Ron to my Harry Potter? How about that? 
Adorable. What a dynamic duo. Does that work? I don't know. Peter Um, loves Harry Potter. I am a Harry Potter fan. I didn't get the scar because Harry Potter, but it just kind of fit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, perfect. uh, (laughs) So let's let's just dive in here. Season 15 of The Bachelorette. It was both of your rookie seasons, and it was one of the most important seasons in the history of the game because it produced three of the five two million club members. Instagram, uh, two million club members. Those players are Hannah Brown, the bachelor at that season. She has 2.6 million. Jojo Fletcher has 2.3. Tyler Cameron, of course, you guys played against him, has 2.2. Colton Underwood has 2.0 currently. And Peter, you were in the 2 million club at the end of your season of Bachelor. I for was. For a brief amount of time. So that is a, an amazing accomplishment. No one can ever take that away from top you. Top five. There we go. I'll take it. Top five, top five. <laughs> You know, what's funny is I think I have you guys blocked on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm being being completely honest, and that's, I think it's hilarious because this is all, I don't know too much about, like, I've heard of you guys, right? But Mm -hmm. I haven't dove too much. I've never played this game before. And I think you guys have that, like the laser eyes, right? For, for like Chris Harrison. Yeah. yeah, that was me. That was me making me <laughs> with like satanic laser eyes. So I think, I don't think I really realized this was such a joke, or not a joke, mm-hmm. but like it was like making fun of and like kind of a game everyone was playing yeah. along with. And uh, I mean, yeah, I just saw a, a full transparency. Is it a fear of Satan? <laughs> I, no, I don't even, I think it was just the eyes. I was like, I don't know. And I just like saw, saw all these things being said or whatnot. And so I was like, I don't want to deal with it. So I think, I think you guys are blocked. So in all transparency, I got to unblock you guys now, now that we've like, no, please. Wow. These I hope we For earn it back. Health, you don't yeah. have to unblock us. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of stuff for sure that you get on well, the show, but all in good I'm, fun. Glad, I'm glad we have a truce now. So yeah, exactly. There we yeah. go. Uh, but on your season, you know, we want to talk briefly kind of about how we view this as a game and some of the metrics that we've come up with to describe it. One of those is a rose quotient. It's very similar to a quarterback rating. And basically with, a, or I guess it's probably more similar to an ERA because the closer your number is to zero, the better you are. And the rose quotient basically is a number that describes a player's ability to get high value roses. These are roses outside of rose ceremonies. So you're looking at first impression rose. You're looking at one-on-one date, group date rose, knock-knock roses if those are given, and final rose, of course. Okay. And then if you are in the rose ceremony, if you have to participate in the rose ceremony, you get the amount of points for the order that your rose is called. So first flower gets one, so on and so forth. So if you're getting called last... This is not good for your RQ. Gotcha. And usually the last place roses go to people who are embroiled in some kind of drama and the producers save them till the end to give the audience that feeling of like, oh shit, are they going to stick around or not? So if you get embroiled in those dramas, your rose quotient is fucked, basically. Okay. Um, So we've tabulated the top five rose quotients from your season. Uh, Dusty. You accrued five total roses, and that's the minimum number you have to get to have a valid RQ. You got one zero pointer on a group date, which we'll get to, and your rose quotient is a 3.2. Not too bad. So it's better to have a low. You want a lower number. Zero is perfect, which no one has ever attained in the history of the game. Perfect QBR rating. Some people have been close. Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin Bristow is the closest. She has the best. One of the greatest players of of all time. Yes. The Joe Montana of it. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Peter, you got eight total roses, three zero pointers, a group date, a one-on-one and a three-on-one, which are hard to come by. Your rose quotient was a three, a notch up. 
A three, and then okay. The uh, biggest players from your season, the best players with Rose Quotient, were, of course, Jed, the ring winner of that season, 10 total roses, five zero pointers. He had a 1.2. Tyler Cameron had nine total roses, three zero pointers with a 2.44. And then Luke P, the nemesis of all players that season, had eight total roses, <laughs> two zero pointers at a 4.25. So both of you played a better zero point rose game than Luke P. You can hey, rest in that information. Let's we'll, go. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. This is so fascinating to me. Wow. I know. <laughs> Guys, I wish I would have watch this game before I went on the show. I, I'm so upset. Well, yeah, you guys said you guys didn't start it yet, but man, well, what I a mean, game we changer wanna, it would have been. I don't want to like break totally out of this because I want to do your guys' season, but Peter, your season of The Bachelor is actually extremely influential in the game because it breaks into a new era of the game, the professional oh. era. Oh, you saw no two God. players on that season, uh, Madison Pruitt and Hannah Sluss, they were essentially the first professional players because they had grown up watching the show and they might not have overtly been aware of it, but intrinsically just in them, they understood the game at a fundamental level and they were the best players we'd ever wow. seen. Wow. No. Yeah. Way. It's also, it's also the season that we recommend people start with if they ask us. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the shit show. <laughs> no, but well, the game is like so crystallized in it at any rate. Okay. At any rate. By the way, we haven't explained this, but the way that we have derived all of this information is we did something we called a hyper binge in which we watched all 25 seasons of The Bachelor back to back on two times speed over the period of two to three months. So Wow, that's incredible. That is how we like started to notice these patterns, essentially. Have you guys talked to someone, like a shrink or anything after doing that? You guys... It's just us. We I'm, just I'm, talk to ourselves at this I'm point. For, what I'm do you mean? You guys. Have you guys talked to anybody else in the show? Or are we the first people that you've talked to? Uh, we talked to Becca Martinez as well. She was our first player, Becca. yeah. Okay. Yeah. My mind just blown just hearing about this. I truly did not know what this entailed. Oh, get ready. It, there's a lot more. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's get into it. Let's get into night one. Hold on. I don't know if I like the PP, the PP nickname, right? We got to get rid of that one. No? The, okay. No, uh, PP. No, you PP prefer PP Harry Potter? <laughs> Harry Potter. I'll take what was it? Uh, the, um, oh, the Popeye? You like Popeye better. I'll take Popeye over that. Popeye and Dusty. So let's get into it. Night one. Let's do it. This is the night of the biggest pageantry. You have everyone exiting the limo. We have come up with eight different categories of limo exits that describe the various ways that people exit the limo now. Your standard is your blandy and the 26th limo exit was Dustin and you did a blandy. It's the blandy comes off the most for the right reasons, which we call 4TRR. You're just like, it's good to see you. How are you? There's no prepared yeah. lines. There's no gimmicks. It can come off very genuine. But boring. It's boring. Well, no, didn't you? Because you, you, had, you had met Hannah already. Well, yeah. Let me tell you the... Well, let me tell you the reason for that is because I actually met already Hannah Brown during the final row, the last row or whatever oh, it was right. with Colton season, right. season. So I had met her that night and did a toast with her. So coming out of limo, there was no point in me doing Ooh. something super crazy or funny. You know, it's just like, mm -hmm. a, good to see you again. Happy to see you and hope to see you inside. Something along those lines. I don't know. All right. But, but yeah, that's the backstory of it. Yeah. I feel like that was great for your your good guy archetype, your your floater strategy, you know, not not creating waves, you're not a waboom, etc. We get <laughs> <laughs> We get then 
the last limo exit. We say the alpha limo exit, the first one is important, and the last one, usually around the 30th person, the omega, because these are positions the producers tend to choose for people they think might go far. And number 30 was Popeye Peter Weber. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. You, You did a combination limo exit. This is a tot Kringle standy. Tot trick-or-treat. You came in a full pilot uniform. You had your pilot glasses that you took off. Kringle yep. means you gave him a gift. That's the, you gave her the pilot wings. And yep. standy was the line, I hope at the end of this journey, you and I can fly away together. Yeah. Your prepared line. So that was a huge combo play. Excellently done. Huge combo play. I, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. The three, the three I, piece. Yeah. To, to be honest, I was so like just nerves. I couldn't remember anything I did when I walked in, but I'm glad I, I, I landed the combo. So I'll take Give it. Give her that three piece. Okay, Pete. <laughs> but also that mega limo exit is very meaningful. Then that night concludes and uh, Dustin, you got a six point rose. Peter, you got a nine point rose. And those are your first values assigned to the roses that are eventually going to contribute to your rose quotient. And then we go into week one and you guys are both forced. You dodged the uh, forced nudity date that required players to do a little speedo kind of strip tease Thank on God. the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Congratulations on avoiding that. But then you guys both get on the second group date, which is uh, a forced violence group date roller derby. And Dustin, you pull off a successful IFI play on this date, <laughs> which is an injury, fear, or illness play. This can be real or faked, but it's when a player pretends to be hurt or really does get hurt, and it kind of stops the proceedings of a group date, and the lead has to come over and check on you, and you get a little bit of one-on-one time. And then you carry this straight into uh, the after party that night. And Dusty, you earn a BP a bachelorette's preference, which means the lead picks you, takes you to go talk. You don't have to steal. You don't have to get in there. The lead says, please come with me. You sit down and you get a kiss out of this, out of your kind of IFI for that day. Before Peter. You you knew what you were doing the entire time, Dusty. (laughs) (laughs) Playing us the entire time. I will say... You didn't that get hurt. Was, that was all very genuine. I actually thought I broke my ankle in half. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared to death uh, from that because you it was, sold it was that insane. Great. Trying to like body each other and skating. And I just remember yeah. slipping and Look, hearing a snap. Guys, like, he's, he's, <gasps> he's still trying to sell it. This is hilarious. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> it's okay. Disagreement. Like, Real or like fake eyes. <laughs> my ankle was so bruised. My ankle was so bruised and it was like fucked up throughout the whole time I was there. But uh, it worked out. I'm happy yeah. for it. Totally you know what? I believed out. it was real. It was. I, I, I did too I, in the moment. I would not like. <laughs> my ankle was was messed up that whole that whole time I was there. But um, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, the sports that they make you guys play. I mean, we'll get to another group date here in a minute that was fucking absurd to me. But yeah. even roller derby is like, if you don't roller skate, good luck. You're fucked. You're going to be falling all over the place. You're definitely going to get hurt. And it was like and an incline of like forty degrees. It was insanely steep. Totally. It was insane. Oh and God. Connor got a concussion that day. Connor J. Yes. Ooh, another yeah. IFI. That was yeah. no, actually, I know, I'm just messing guys. I know, I know you actually got hurt cause you couldn't even walk when we went to Rhode Island after. So 
Thank you, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> later, at that, uh, later at that after party, Peter, you got a little one-on-one time. No kiss. You get a hug. And this starts your slow burn strategy, which gets talked about in the game, even by Ooh. Hannah Brown in some ITMs, which are and in the Chris moment. Harrison. Those are the, yes. the uh, interviews when players are direct addressing the camera. And later... Guess who gets the group date rose at this group date? It's Dusty. Dusty. I remember the that. IFI, bang, bang. Bang, bang. Kiss, this, pay, this pays off for you, and you get this incredibly important group date rose. These things are hard to get. You're up against whatever. It was eight or nine guys on that date. You pull it off. Fantastic work. And then, Peter, you get the ninth rose. Two nines in a row. This is not a good start for your rose quotient. You're just mm-hmm. kind of in the middle of the pack. But again... It's that slow burn strategy that we're going to see explode by the end of the season. Right. Okay. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> Week two. <laughs> it's not a sprint. Dustin, it's a marathon. <laughs> it is a marathon. Week two. Dustin gets a bye week. No date. But Peter, you absolutely dominated the second group date. A photo shoot competition date with dogs and oh Franco Costa. And yep. this is a turning point for you. Yep. You have your first kiss, presumably, with Hannah Brown in front of everyone during the photo shoot. Wow, you guys are bringing me back. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. This public display of your chemistry game is an incredibly strong strategy, one that Victoria Fuller would later use on you during the Cosmopolitan group date photo shoot in season 24. Look at the at that, after yeah. party, during your one on one time, you raise your love level. We have four different love levels that we've broken it down to. You have love level one. That's I like you. I have a crush on you. I have butterflies. Love level two is I'm starting to fall for you. I can see myself falling for you. Love level three is I'm falling for you. I'm falling in love with you. Love level four, I love you. I'm in love with you. I love you over this world, et cetera. But yeah. you love level one here. <laughs> what, what about what about? I've never felt this way before. What level is that? That's a love level one. Love, yeah, okay. that's a kind one. of like minor. Like I like you, or I feel funny about you, or I can't believe how much I like you. Anything of that nature is level is one. one. Starting to fall. The you're beginning. The act is two. Using the word falling, you're now actively in three. And yeah. then I have okay. fallen, or I am in love with you. Is four. So had I already had I done one that night? So yeah, you do you love level one okay. and get that kiss, not in the photo shoot, very key. And then you load love level three in your ITM. You say you're falling very hard. I went straight to then, three. This kid, this kid's well, falling. Well, you guys. loaded this it. Kid you haven't oh, I loaded it. Oh, I loaded it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like being in the on deck circle in baseball. Gotcha. Love level three is coming up to bat pretty soon. They basically, the producers put those things into the show to let us know. You're at this stage, but this stage is coming. And that's kind of the building narrative for your play style. Right, right. Okay. You uh, make out with Hannah Brown against a wall in the alleyway and you get that group date rose. Zero pointer. You say to the rest of the dudes, today was a good day. (laughs) And it was for Popeye. It was a great day for Popeye. Popeye had a great day that day. Honestly, fantastic performance, top to bottom. It's really the first time we see you shine in your strong chemistry game during the photo shoot with the kiss in front of everyone. You're unrattled by Luke P's 
brooding aggression. That's right. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember that. Guys, so it's funny though. I mean, I see now that I'm like looking back, I'm like, I could see how this could be seen as like, oh, taking this play. For me, truly, it was just like, I was so out of my comfort zone, like just so nervous. I'm, I'm a very like naturally shy person, right? And that's all it was really in the beginning. Like it took me a while to kind of open up, but that's mm. so funny how this, I, it makes sense though with like with this game. I, I, I can see it. Well, a lot of the people fell for it and they talked about Luke P during their one-on-one time, which you don't want to do. And you did not. It was brilliant. And at the rose ceremony, Dustin, even though you got a bye week, you got a three-point rose. Pretty good. Ooh. All right. (laughs) Three-pointer. He was was riding high off that momentum. (laughs) <laughs> what were what 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 see what episode was this? Was this Rhode Island? Or? The one where you faked your ankle? That was week two. No, the second one. Yeah, week, week three two. is Rhode Island. You both okay, made okay. it to the travel round. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's when it starts getting fun. There are 15 players of the original 30 left. The first group date on this week, once again, includes both of you. And the date card reads, true love requires blood, sweat, and tears. This is a forced violence group date. You will be playing rugby at Fort Adams. Have either of you at this point played high school football, rug, anything like rugby? Yeah. We, we, we've, we've, played fo- we've played football, but now you bring up a point. Is this mm. what the pit is? You said, I, I've heard that a lot of you guys say, welcome, oh, let's go to the pit. Yeah. The pit is kind of like a metaphor for us for the psychological state of being consumed by this show, where it's all yeah. you think about, all you talk about. And like, oh. I mean, we started a podcast to start talking about The Bachelor. And <laughs> so, at some point, we okay. were like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, why is this becoming our life? And we were like, because we're just like in it. Fuck it. Let's see how far we can take this. And that uh, idea of just like giving in fully to your fandom of the show gotcha. is being in the pit. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, no problem. So on this group date, you guys have to play rugby. You guys, now Dustin, you weren't in the game on this group date, right? Uh, they didn't it's want me to play. My I ankle five. was messed up. They oh. were like, he was playing he his promised. IFI card again or whatever yes. it's called. Mm-hmm. Look, Smart. we have seen things like this. It was, uh, I believe Victoria Paul did the same thing on your season 24 mm-hmm. of The Bachelor. She yeah. had an injured back and did not play in their flag football game. And she got extra one on one time with you on the sidelines because of it. Dusty, did you get extra one on one time with Hannah Brown because of it? Uh, a little bit, not really, not much. Mm. Oh, you did. No, I remember you missed did. opportunity. You, no, we, <laughs> bullshit. We were, we were playing. I remember we were practicing and you went off and walked with her for a while. Don't, don't say that. I, that's why I said that's a little smart. bit. I got to He's playing it cool. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Then later at the group day after party, uh, the story from the rugby game kind of emerges as Luke P having been oh. overly violent with Luke S and yep. Hannah Brown wants to get to the bottom of this. And she makes basically every one of her one-on-one times about it. Dustin, you get conscripted into this and she makes you essentially out Luke P and you're like, yeah, he bullied Luke S. He need him in the face and a bunch of other players, a forced tattle. You never want to be involved in a tattle, but sometimes the lead is going to force you to do it. And you just have to fucking bite that bullet. And many other players do it too. Mike, Dylan, they both get conscripted into that. But then Peter, you have your one-on-one time. We don't hear Luke P's name <laughs> at all. You make it all about how special <laughs> Hannah Brown is. You get a kiss. I mean, this is exactly how you play these moments. It's perfect. And uh, you wind up getting a hug and talking kind of closely to get that kiss. And then you carry this uh, like ultimate 4TRR for the right reasons energy 
straight through the cocktail party that round and you become the first responder at the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. The first responder is the person when the lead comes into the room. Sometimes they have a drink ready. Sometimes they're just the person who first goes to the lead and says, hey, can I take you real quick? And you play that role, which is brilliantly done. And on, in this one-on-one time, you ask her to be your girlfriend. Oh, God. Yep. Super sweet, super cute moment, super 4TRR. You get the kiss. <laughs> this and- is one of the best Popeye moments. Excellent. <laughs> it was fantastic. It worked out incredibly well because you get the first flower at the rose ceremony. That's a one-pointer. Yeah, and then Dustin, you get a four pointer in that same rose ceremony. Still pretty oh, good. Man, I'm floating to, on. I'm starting to drift. I'm starting to drift away. Yeah, floating <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> Week four, you got the international travel round. You're in Scotland once again. You both are on a group date together. Your third forced violent group date. This is the screaming oh. Scottish games. You're throwing axes, milk races, wrestling. Uh, Peter wins a wrestling match against Grant and screams. Grant, I Jed that. pins Dustin and screams. But Jed wins the games. Yeah. You said Jed Pinned won them? Screamed. Yeah, Jed yeah. won them because he he initiated a oh. move, which was actually brilliant, where he asked Hannah Brown to wrestle him. Yeah. He pulls her down on top of him and gets a kiss out of it in front of all of you. <laughs> it was smooth. like... It was a brilliant move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good. Jed's Jed had a very interesting run through that season. It wasn't a great run. He didn't make a lot of good plays, but the ones he did were very good. Yeah. Give credit yeah. credit. He got a l- yeah. low RQ too. At yeah. the after party, Peter, you up your chemistry game with a pool table makeout with Hannah. So far, this is the best chemistry game we're seeing. Did I did I get points to du- deducted though? For because I think I banged her head on like the chandelier when I li- when I lifted her on. You didn't, didn't even notice. Didn't even yeah, notice. No effect. No oh. effect whatsoever. I, I don't know why I just said that. Then <laughs> continue. Oh man! Wow, concussing so concussing that. the bachelorette gave you a four point rose this week, and Dustin got a three point. Pretty okay. pretty decent scores. Floating, floating. And then we come to to week five. You guys have traveled once again to Riga, Latvia. Dustin, you get a win in Rome group date. This is a group date where you're just kind of going around the city, doing whatever. So you guys walk around, you drink some local booze, you eat some local pickles. And that's about all the producers show us of your performance on that group date. But Peter, this week you get your first one-on-one of the season. This is the spa. This is the hot tub. And the day portion at this spa includes a sauna. And we see this opportunity. You take it to up your chemistry game to the next level. You just capitalize on it completely. Even Hannah Brown herself says the physical connection is a 10 out of 10 with you. This is, at this moment, the strongest chemistry game by far of any player. You're out in front of the pack. That night at dinner, you pull out the big guns. You tell Hannah Brown... (laughs) That being a pilot can get lonely and you play a heartbreak PTC. PTC is a personal tragedy card. All players have these. You should always use them. You should what? never leave it in your arsenal unused. And this is when usually on a one-on-one, sometimes it can be at a group date if you get forced to, you tell the lead some personal tragic moment, how it has affected you as a person and you've either overcome it to become better or it is still in some way hindering you potentially. And yours in this case is about your last relationship and how you're now kind of lonely because you're throwing yourself into work. Okay. And uh, then and... 
you tell Hannah Brown that you're really falling for her. This is a love level three raise and you get a kiss. You also get the one-on-one date rose, a zero pointer. And then the producers reward you with a series of fireworks, which is one of the greatest honors the producers can bestow upon you. Usually only one player per season gets the fireworks date and you get it here. Then at the rose ceremony, Dustin, unfortunately, you were eliminated in Latvia along with another fantastic floater, Dylan Barber. Uh, You know, one of the best, obviously. He now has a very successful relationship with Hannah Godwin from his run in paradise. Right. Um, And I'm still single. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's okay, man. So am I. We're doing something wrong. going through this i'm like damn i had a terrible performance like i I feel like i'm like my competitive nature pete's doing all good with this and then i'm like i sucked on it guys i don't know you know what you can go back yeah dude i I think you need another season (laughs) no i'm done I think after getting coached up by no. a game, game of Roses, you got to go yeah, back. We'll on. coach oh. you. You'll have a better run. Okay. I'm going to give you a strategy. <laughs> give him the playbook. You you never got a one-on-one, which was kind of a travesty. And never um, got it. In your exit speech, you know, you say, Hannah, you've got great guys. And in your ITM, you say rejection is a bitch. <laughs> and she must be in love with Luke P already. <laughs> Did you really say that? Yeah. <laughs> One of the best, most hilarious exit lines of anybody else's in my oh, opinion. Man. And but uh, going, going out telling her that she's got great guys, that's very 4TRR. And by yeah. the way, we haven't defined 4TRR for the right reasons, but that is basically the fundamental rule of the game. You always want to be 4TRR. People who get accused of being 4TWR for the wrong reasons often get cut quickly. Okay. But you go out with a 3.2 RQ. All right. Very solid. That's better than most, so I'll take it. <laughs> I think once people hear those numbers, you're going to have a full date card. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Dusty. So ha- I'm just curious, guys. So you you like, you like two came up with this whole game, this point system and all, and the, these acronyms, everything. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was all d- watching this season, this the season 15 with Hannah. Well, this is just, we're applying kind of what we've done over watching the past two or three seasons to that season. But like what we've done really is no different than what early sports writers did for baseball at the turn of the century. Yeah. Statistics like ERA and RBI didn't exist when baseball was first invented. It Mm -hmm. took about 15 to 20 years for sports writers around the country to start writing about it and seeing that like these numbers meant something. And then those statistical categories get absorbed into the game. They start to define how teams are put together, strategies are made. And all that kind of stuff. And I feel like what we're doing is to some degree like that. I'm never going to be able to yeah. watch this show ever again the same way. Like ever. Hopefully this will enhance your viewing of it. I think it, it does give you like a new way to watch it. That's more intricate. And it does. To us, it's more interesting, you know? No, I'm fa- fascinated. Yeah. I want to, I can't wait to watch this next season. Yeah. Uh, I have a buddy that's on there. So that's the only reason I'm, 
I'm not a real oh, fan really? of the Bachelor Bachelorette Ooh. watching it, but uh, my friend Andrew, it's Clay's cousin. So you'll see Andrew mm-hmm. on there. Oh, okay. and um, uh, Got to see yeah, how he I'm scores. I'm going to follow along. Yeah. yeah. I'm Did you train him? I, we gave, me and Pete gave him some pointers. We gave him some yeah. pointers, but nothing I, like I what I wish you we would have talked to you first. Yeah, but. I know. I'm going to submit. One of the best things you can do, I think, as an incoming player is to get advice from you know, prior players, because they've been the experience of going on this show, especially if you've never been on TV and having your entire life choreographed by these producers for two months, telling you when you can leave rooms, when you get to see people who you can talk to. I think it's like, there's nothing that can prepare you for that other than somebody else who has done it. Yeah. And pageants. (laughs) And pageants. Yeah. (laughs) They love pageant girls. That's, that's for sure. (laughs) Week five. Just Peter. I'm sorry, Dustin. Peter travels to the Netherlands with a final seven. It's the last week before playoffs and you pull a three-on-one date. It's you, Garrett Powell, and Luke Parker with two roses up for grabs. Three-on-ones are treacherous. You have a 66% chance of a rose. Seems great, but we have seen strong players get destroyed by them, but you played it perfectly. There's usually a rivalry and then a third person. And you were that third person. While Luke P and Garrett are throwing baloney at each other. Your strategy (laughs) was to come in, remind Hannah of your strong chemistry game, reiterate your love level three status and not mention Luke P at all. Perfectly played. You get the first rose because the show has to build this rivalry between Luke P and Garrett to a dramatic conclusion. And you get to go relax at the hotel. Yeah, I, I was flying high that night. I was stress-free. It felt great. So I guess I did play that right, huh? So you play mm-hmm. this three-on-one perfect Third zero-pointer. And it leads you into the playoffs. In our beloved game, there are two rounds of playoffs. It's the hometowns and the fantasy suites. The game drastically changes. You're not really playing against other players anymore. Certainly, you're at the very least not going on group dates. You're not living in a house with other players. Now you're just using your kind of your Tra- Traditionally, audience. yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> they've been uh, changing. That, that one, they've been experimenting the with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bachelor had uh, let's just go ideas. screw with Peter but, as much as possible, or PP or Poppy, whatever it's called, Popeye. <laughs> Poppy, <laughs> I like that. No one. idea. <laughs> that Australia. I mean, whatever. We can get to that at another time. We'll get but, to that on oh, uh, season twenty. Basically, in hometowns and fantasy suites, you're relying on your first audience game. The way that we've separated this out uh, is basically you're always playing to the first audience, which is the lead as a player. And you're playing to the second audience, which is the other players. And you're playing to the third audience, which is the producers. And the fourth is us, the viewing audience at home. And so you're kind of constantly developing strategies to be playing to all of those at the same time. Once you get to playoffs, the first audience becomes drastically more important because the second audience dissipates, usually, as we said. (laughs) So you get the first hometown. And... uh we see for the first time, Hannah Brown delivers unto you a thing we call the hooju. This is short for the hug jump. And especially in later rounds of the game, but we're now in the modern era, seeing it more and more, even on group dates and stuff in early season. This is when usually it's a female player runs to the guy, jumps, wraps her legs around him and gives him kind of a, a clinging hug. Oh, yeah. mid-air. Yep. And Hannah Brown delivers one to you here. With some kisses, it's actually a pretty beautiful hooju. I would wait, rate it at wait, about an eight point four. It, it was a great them. one. <laughs> Did you wait? So you guys came up with that term hooju because they use that on yes. the show. 
N- no, why you guys have infiltrated the show? Because Are you serious? They, they refer to that as the hooju. Like, get ready for the hooju. That's insane Holy to shit. me. Good, good. For I you cannot guys. believe that you guys are good big time. Now. You guys are We're, big time. I think. Well. I think. I think the first. Yeah, the first time I heard the term was in uh, this would have been what playoff round, uh, the division round. I don't know what you call it, but in, on, the, on the beach. No, no, no. On Hannah's, that was the first time oh. I heard hooju. Um, what it was. So that's hilarious. You guys have infiltrated. That is fascinating. Oh to me. my god, I had no but, idea. Neither did I. And Thank you for that information. ITM as well. That, I didn't know you. Got, I don't know if you guys came up we with that. We didn't come up with ITM. Term. Okay. ITM. Yeah. The producers came up with. Yeah, correct. I mean, okay. we we do use some of their terms, but who do we definitely knock coined. knock? Very yeah. cool. Um. Yeah. So. You get this great hooju, and then it's time to meet your family. And for the first time, Bachelor Nation gets to meet your mom, Barb, a.k.a. Yep. Sweet Nums. And <laughs> we, none of us knew it at the time, but your mom is going to become the most influential parental player in the history of the game. And we will see that start <laughs> to happen at the after the final rose. But for this meeting of the family... It goes about as well as a meeting of the family can go. Your mom produces tears. Your dad produces tears. Your dad glows you both, which is when a parent or a sibling or a friend basically says, you look happy. You look like you're in love. The tears, the glow, and the uh, blessing are kind of the three things that parents and families can give players. That's like what you're going for in this round of the game. And you get pretty much all of it here. Okay. And Bachelor Nation falls in love with your family. You load your LL4 in an ITM, and then you take it to the auto zone, which is when you leave the house and you go out by the car. And in the auto zone, usually this is where players up their love level. Mm-hmm. You don't do it here, though. You've got one Mm-mm. left to go. You've got LL4 to get to. Yeah. And you hold it back. And some players will just blow it out of the water here and be like, I love you. But I think you could sense in this moment that you can still get more mileage out of this and you're gonna save it, which is like... There's debate about, I say there's debate about whether that's there's a good debate. Play or not. There's, there's debate between, between us two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, oh my but God. I thought it was a fantastic play because you're going to get more value out of it in the next round. And then at that rose ceremony, you get the first flower. It's a one pointer. And then uh, Hannah walks away from the altar and basically asks Dark Lord Harrison, Chris Harrison, for an extra rose. He gives it to her and you find out there's going to be four fantasy suites. Yeah. Parker is back. And that is how that round of the playoffs ends. Treachery. Overtime. No one loses. (laughs) Everyone's moving on. Yeah. When is that? For the last last round of playoffs, you travel to Crete, Greece, and you get the first fantasy suites. During the day portion, you're out on a boat, more strong chemistry play. Unbeknownst to you, in an ITM, Hannah says she wants a guy who loves her, not likes her. So the producers have laid this narrative into the game and you take the cue during the dinner portion. You love level four. She produces the fantasy suite card. You read the sacred words. If you choose to forego your individual rooms and then you go into the now legendary windmill. Good old windmill. (laughs) Next morning, you ITM that you're very secure in what you have and say after last night, (laughs) mic drop. 
game over and it's mine. <laughs> this is great because you're creating a gift game for yourself. You are in- anticipating the possible memes in Bachelor Nation. I have gotten so many of those from my friend. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the, I know exactly what you're talking about. The mic drop one. So yeah. many times. Oh, God. I, I remember making a meme of it. Because oh, God. I think I put like a little picture of a microphone because you did you do like the hand motion of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mic drop. And I think I put like a microphone falling out of your Actually hand. comes out. That was Jesus. <laughs> who, who would have thought in that moment? I was just high on life at that moment, but damn. <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> oh man. At this point, it's you, Tyler, and Jed at the Rose ceremony, standing shoulder to shoulder. Luke P shows up. Now, uh, we believe this cannot happen without the producer setting it up. Hannah's already kicked him off in very clearly stated terms. And the producers have not only orchestrated his return, but he's been brought back with a wedding ring in his pocket from, I believe, from Neil Lane. And it just seems like they're trying to make Hannah Brown anxious and flustered. All three of you are anxious and flustered, literally seconds before the most important rose ceremony of the season up to that point. What was going through your head at this point? Just curious. I I mean, I, I remember, well, we didn't know. We didn't know anything. Um, like we thought it was just, it was normal for all four of us to be there. So we hadn't known what had transpired the last, you know, whenever that night was with Luke and Hannah. Um, so, you know, obviously the first clue we got was when she, you know, addressed him in an odd way. But what I want to know from you guys is, because I, I remember thinking that was like the most like badass power move ever from Hannah with what she did with the, with the podium. Like, did you guys have, is there a term for that or like a a point score or something that you gave her for doing that? No, it's a, it's a whole different thing for the leads. I agree with you by the way, but it's like up until Hannah Brown, sometimes you would see it sporadically, but that moment was super significant in the history of the game because it was a lead taking control of the show. And very usually the Mm -hmm. producers are the ones who control everything. But in that moment, she was like, fuck this. I don't care if this guy's back. She had to have known like he wouldn't be here without the producers trying to bring him in to sabotage me. I think she was probably a little pissed at the show in that moment as well. And was like, fuck this. I'm going to move the podium. Take a hike, dude. You know, I I don't know. I love that moment. I thought it was great. It was one of the best of the season. For sure. Great, great movie. I remember having so much respect for her, but yeah. Interesting. Peter, right here, you are dismissed at the ceremonial altar. Game over. I'm so sorry. Hannah walks you out. You produce tears. She says you're the dream guy. You're a Ken doll. It's like nothing is wrong, but you say you get it, that she will always have a piece of your heart and you regret nothing about it. You hug, give a kiss on the forehead as you get into the car. You're crying and you give this exit speech. Sucks. I did not see that coming at all. I'm not mad at her at all. It hurts like a bitch right now. I'll never forget this journey. I fell in love. I swear I don't regret anything. I know I have a ton of love to give, and I truly thought it was Hannah. This exit speech is textbook. You're praising the process. You're setting up this, this victimization play. It seems very 4TRR with the tears. Excellent for crown contention. Crown is what we call the uh, next Bachelor Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. And you end your season with a 3.0 rose quotient. And the 3.0. Oscar goes to... Oh, get, get, get out of here. Then you, you, have, you get one more moment at the, at the mental all Peter, you're not there because yeah. they, they, they cut it, you know, in the middle of that rose ceremony. So it was a weird delivery oh, of the, right. the media. Dustin, were you there? I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <I didn't even> 
<laughs> oh no no. Were you at Dustin? Were you there? Oh, I was at the Mentola. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. they didn't show me that much. <laughs> I was there. No, no they, they did not. They didn't show me uh, at all. I, you just got a raw deal that season. I look. I know you don't want to do it, but you should think about going back in. No, Our man. Our are open. I'm all done. Right. I am. I'm uh, all done. I'll take it. I got a. I guess no edit to good edit. So I mean, people that still is true. People that still like true. me. So hey. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> then, uh, hey, you keep on playing, after- you're gonna end up losing everything. That's in gambling, so I'm good. Uh, that hey, is true. There you go. That is true. Live long enough to see yourself the villain. Exactly. <laughs> Craziness. We, the the last thing we see this season is the finale. Uh, Peter, you had the first hot seat. Ultimately, Hannah Brown joins you for a kind of heartbreak reunion hot seat, and your family's in the audience, and we see your mom crying and. You basically say you wouldn't change anything about the season. Praise the process again. And you say that you made a point of being yourself the whole time, which is another kind of four TRR statement. And you didn't want to force anything. You have no regrets. And then the windmill, of course, is brought up by the Dark Lord himself, Chris Harrison. And the whole audience goes crazy. Your mom is going crazy. And we're getting this sense that, like, your mom needs to be on TV again. I think we're all feeling that. And, of course, that's going to roll straight into Bachelor uh, season 24. And, uh, you know, we hope that we get a chance to talk to you about that at some point. But that's basically season 15 of The Bachelorette as broken down play by play. Both of your rookie seasons which were phenomenal. And it's one of the most important seasons in Bachelorette history for a wide variety of reasons. I keep saying fascinated. Absolutely. You guys are geniuses for for doing this and for like (laughs) correlating this, like from the sports world to this, like you guys are right. You're spot on. And by the way, most of these stats, they're from the bachelor. We have not done a hyper binge of the bachelorette yet, which is a slightly Okay. We got to block out another two months where we can just spend 10 hours a day watching <laughs> yeah. the show at two times speed. <laughs> on two times speed. I love that. That's, that is hilarious. Oh, well, damn. Okay. Um, this I don't is know amazing. how I feel. I don't know how I feel about this though now after like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm trying to think of like, wait, was I trying to do that? Like what they thought I you was know, doing? It's, but... It can be conscious or unconscious, you know, yeah. good play. Exactly. We we don't mean to say that like it either is a game or people are really trying to find love. To us, yeah. it's both. And it's like, if you do want that to be the person you wind up with, then you have to play this game well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is still an aspect, no matter what, there is an aspect right. of the game that you're going to have to do it to a certain extent for, for so long. So, man, mind blown. <laughs> Mic drop. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. New episodes every Wednesday. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.